this is Brendan Dillon, defenseman with the Winnipeg Jets, and you're listening to the Front Row Podcast. This show is brought to you by Esdale Printing. For nearly 40 years, Esdale has been your source for banners, decals, signs, and your company needs. Check them out at 207 DeBat Street in Winnipeg or online at esdaleprinting.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at Esdale Printing or on Facebook. And welcome back to the Front Row Podcast with Don Ross. Tyler Briggs, how's it going? Hey, buddy. It's good to be here. Good to be on the podcast again once again. Hello to all your loyal listeners. And uh, it's always a pleasure to join you here. So yeah. talk hockey and wrestling, whatever you want to talk about. I am game. So let's do this. Yeah, you're one of the few recurring guests coming on. Yeah. I, like I said, it's an honor. Uh, I love talking hockey with you. You're one of the the best hockey minds out there, and obviously a great host, as uh, as you can tell by the list of guests that you have. I'm somewhere near the bottom, and uh, I don't know if pedigree is the right word, but uh, I'm just happy to be coming back on with uh, a list of greats that uh, you keep having on here. So, yes, congratulations to you. Uh, your number of NHL games is subpar to a lot of players I <laughs> NHL AHL <laughs> yeah uh, WHL I mean <laughs> I went to I went to uh, a couple WHL games on the weekend but uh, <laughs> yeah no thanks for that uh, I mean uh, I am uh, I guess my only claim to fame is uh, 2013 uh, what, what the I don't even know what the name of our league was at the time Winnipeg Jets Hockey League champion yeah. that's about it yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, KJHL alumni, I think Darren Helm, uh, Colorado Avalanche, played in the same league as me back in the day, so we're going to go with that. That's and, that's about all I've got. Yes, uh, friend of the show and and guest, Adam Huseman, uh, he played in a WHL with the Tri-State Americans. Yes, he did. Isn't he one of the best Tri-State Americans of all time? I know he's uh, he's quite the quite the. Pl- Player, I never had the pleasure or, uh, I guess, pain of playing against him. Uh, I, I, I can imagine he's probably pretty good, but yeah, uh, I coached against him, and How'd uh, that go? and uh, we lost against him in the final. Oh right, yes, that was when you were with the Gems, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Ah yes, yes. Well, I, I you know I've heard him on the podcast. He sounds like a class act, and I can imagine he's an even better hockey player than he is a human. Well, I mean, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe he's a better human than he is a hockey player, but he's a pretty darn good hockey player. So, yeah, his last year in the WHO, one hundred and sixteen points. One hundred and sixteen points. You know what? I'd be lucky if I had a hundred points in my entire life. So, <laughs> congrats, Adam. <laughs> yeah, and. uh Good guy too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I can imagine most of the people that have come on your show are all good people because uh, you're you're one of those as well. So yeah, yes, uh, had Eddie Lack, Brian Prop, yeah, Josh Green. That's uh, yeah, tra- yeah. There's some uh, serious NHL alumni there, especially Brian Prop and uh, Josh Green had a. Good cup of coffee there, and I mean, you've had a, a good list of wrestlers on as well. So, yes, um, yeah, looking forward to the future of the podcast as you're still going strong here. So. Yeah, this is episode number sixty-two. 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 Man, 
It's impressive. Yes. That's like double your age. Almost. And uh, <laughs> it's longer some longer than some NHL players. Yeah, yes. that's right. Not many NHL players have worn that number. No, no. Sixty days probably just a rookie number and stuff. Yeah, probably sixty-two. I can't imagine there's too many. Sixty-two. Uh, is that the number that Nino Niederreiter is wearing with the Jets? Yes, he is. That's a very strange one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a nice acquisition for the Jets grabbing a player like Nino Niederreiter, but uh, okay. can't say I've seen that number too many times. It's more of a training camp number, or a rookie number, like he said. So, yes, uh, yeah, because uh, he said twenty-two is taken by uh, Appleton. Yeah. And uh, 21 is taken, but I can't re- recall who has it. Uh, yeah, I can't either at the moment. Yeah. And then 26, of course, is uh, our yeah. ex-captain. Yeah. Yeah. So then would they raise number 18 to the rafters, do you think? Number 18 being Brian Little? Yes. Oh, whew. That's a tough question. Not um, maybe down the road at some point. Yeah. 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 It definitely won't be the of Jets 2.0. It definitely wouldn't be the first name I would think of up in the rafters. But um, there's a longtime Jet and uh, also Atlanta Thrasher. And I believe, is he still the leader in all-time games played for the franchise? Or I um, believe so. I think Wheeler's nipping at it right now, I think. Yeah, probably, yeah. And, yeah, uh, there's some good names there. You know what? I don't know. I don't see Brian Little's name in the rafters. Uh, anytime but, soon, uh, anyhow. What's that? Not anytime soon. No, I. You know what? I think. Uh, I think Blake Wheeler's name will belong up there at one point. Uh, as as our longtime captain, I think Dustin Bufflin, just based on uh, how much the fans loved him here, his his career wasn't as long as uh, you you might want. Uh, for somebody to be honored up there, but I mean, Timo Salani's up in the, in the rafters, and he only played, I think he played under four years with the franchise. So, um, yeah, some of the names that are hanging up there in the rafters, there. Uh, I mean, you got Bobby Hall, you got Hedberg, you got Nelson, you got uh, Teppo Newman, who was a longtime Jet and Coyote, uh, Salani, uh, Lars Eric Schuberg, so or Schoberg, I can't remember how you pronounce that. So, um, some pretty big names hanging from the rafters up there. So. You know, Bufflin Wheeler kind of come to mind for me. I think Connor Hellebuck at one point. I think he, he's already he, 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 if he if he doesn't already. So um, yeah, maybe maybe a guy like Connor Hellebuck at some point, especially if he decides to resign here. Hello, Connor, if you can hear me, please don't leave us hanging in a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, no, Brian Little. I uh, did a lot for the franchise and was. Uh, Pretty steady, uh, steady member of the team for a long time. So I wouldn't be upset to see his name up there one day, but I, I must say I would be surprised. So, so you think True North were will hang a banner with the former logo of the franchise up there, or they just just do uh, the Jets? Can, hmm. can, can, you know what? what? I wouldn't be su- you know what? I don't think it would be in the Atlanta Thrasher color. 
Is that what you're kind of referring to? Like a Lanta logo color kind of thing up there or not? Yeah. You know what? I could see something with the maybe the bird head on it, like the logo. Yeah. But I don't think it would be in their color scheme. Like I could see it in the Jets color scheme. I could see something maybe like that uh, in like the the bottom corner or something like that, maybe underneath the number just to kind of, uh, I mean, they have continued to honor, uh, the Dan Snyder Memorial award. Right. So I don't think they're afraid to, uh, dip into the past. And I know the former, former Phoenix coyotes, now the Arizona coyotes, uh, I believe they still have numbers retired for our franchise under their franchise. So, if it happens, it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would, um, see, back with the Charlotte Hornets, they re, they re, uh, moved to um, New Orleans. Right, they're the Pelicans now, aren't they? Yeah, the Pelicans. And yeah. um, they got, at that time, they were going into the, the New Orleans Hornets. And Charlotte got a team back and called them the Bobcats. Right. And then yes. when when they switched from the Hornets to the Pelicans, mm-hmm. they allowed the Charlotte to get the name back. The Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets. And they got yeah. and they got back all the previous franchise records and stuff and so Oh yeah. Would you think the Jets will do the same thing and get all the history back from the original Jets and saying and retire at number 25 in honor of Thomas Dean and stuff. Yeah, because what do they have retired there? The 25 for is it? Do they have Steen's number retired in Phoenix? I can't remember. I think so. I know uh, Bobby Hall for sure, and maybe, maybe Steen as well. But I, you know what? I don't know for sure. So, um, actually, I should know because the photo hanging behind me, I know the listeners obviously can't see it, I believe that is from Thomas Dean's Jersey Retirement Night. And so, I believe number 9 and 25 are, and number 10, of course, uh, Ducky, yeah, um, is retired by the Coyotes as well, and they still continue to honor that. So, uh, yeah, I could see the Jets pulling some strings and maybe finding a way to get that history back and throw it in with our team. But at the same time, I guess they kind of got to honor their roots in Atlanta. And I think that that's, uh, I don't know, a big part of our, of the, of the team's history and story. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough question, but a good question. I haven't really thought a lot about that one. Yeah. Cause it has brought me up like where we're like, okay, like if Charlotte can, like they did in the NBA there with the Charlotte Hornets, And if you yeah. look at the history, they saw like the beginning, like when that franchise started and whatever year and to when they left. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. a, that gap, and then they kind of brought it back from the start of the when they came back as a, the Bobcats to whatever year they started to whatever, and then when they switched. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I had kind of, I had kind of forgotten that uh, that team had switched and then got another team back. Like that would have been interesting. Let's say if the jets would have named their team or if true North would have named the team, let's say the polar bears or something like that. Right. Yeah. Then we would kind of have a, 
maybe we'd have a similar situation. We'd be looking to get our Jets history back. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I wonder if there's any other examples like that in pro sports. None that I can think of, obviously, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what if Atlanta gets a team again? And they can't, re, uh, can't rename them uh, the Flames. Yes, they cannot be the Flames. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, they'd be they'd be like, hey, can we? They'd be like talking to Calgary and Winnipeg to be like, hey, can we? Uh, we get that old Atlanta Flames history back. And uh, hey, by the way, Winnipeg, like uh, you guys have our old history too. So, yeah, because we lost our team twice. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a, that was those would be some awkward phone calls. <laughs> yeah, hey, you think it'd be a third time? Is the charm for Atlanta if they get a team? It's I don't think that is near the NHL's first choice as far as uh, franchise relocation or uh, expansion would go. I wouldn't be surprised to see the team, see the league expand again in, let's say, the next 10 years. I I don't have any insider information. Obviously, you know that. But I think they'd probably look at a market like Houston, which is, I think, the fourth or fifth biggest city in the United States. I think Houston would be a, a spot that they would look at, and they probably already have um, Houston, maybe Kansas City. Uh, Quebec is probably not number one on their list, but I'm sure they have uh, they've explored the option there. But Atlanta, kind of similar to Houston, is a huge metro, metro. How do I say the word? Metropolitan area. It's a big city. Maybe that's what I should say. So I think uh, that would be a spot that they would try to go back to again. I don't think it was as unsuccessful as we are kind of like maybe not uh, not as good as uh, other teams down there in the southern area like Tampa or uh, Dallas, but also they've never they never even sniffed the playoffs. I think they won or they didn't even win a playoff game. Well, they get swept the one year they made the playoffs. So I think Atlanta never really got a fair shake, kind of similar to well, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say Phoenix because I think they've had a fair shake, right? Well, yeah, Atlanta Thrashers got swept by your favorite team. Yeah, I, yeah, it would be it would be tough. I don't think I think a lot of people would be opposed to the Atlanta thing, but I think it probably could work if they had the right ownership there, uh, just due to the size of the city. Look at Vegas; that was a it. They were they hit it out of the park. The first year, but they had an exciting team, right? What if we? What if Vegas walked in and flopped completely and put up forty-five, fifty points for the first five years, like Atlanta did? Who knows what would have happened or what where Atlanta, Vegas would be, right? I I gotta think they got a good team handed to them, so it wasn't really fair for the rest of the league. Who's that? Arizona? Like, like Vegas. Like they just ha- got handed the team, and like it went. Yeah. You look at when when Atlanta came in, Minnesota, Columbus, mm-hmm. uh, Nashville. The, yeah, and all those teams. All those teams kind of came in at. It was they were all kind of consecutive. Hey, like uh, I'm trying to think of when all those fran- franchise like '98. I think Na- Nashville came in, and then in the 2000s you had. And then ninety nine, ninety nine. Atlanta was ninety nine, right? Yeah. 
And then, uh, then I think at 2000, you got Columbus and Minnesota. Yeah. And I think, I, you know what? I, but I guess in retrospect or think, looking back on the Vegas draft, I remember the team that they picked and looking at, uh, Will Carlson and Jonathan Marshall show and Riley Smith. That, that was their top line at the time. And those guys were, I mean, especially Will Carlson. I think he like, <laughs> he came out of nowhere. And had a, like a thirty goal, sixty point season. Uh, they they were lucky to get a guy like Mark Andre Fleury at the time, and uh, I I think they made a huge mistake in letting him go. But uh, I didn't think Vegas was going to be that good. I really didn't. I thought Vegas was going to be bottom feeder when they drafted that team. I was like, man, that's a rough team, and they surprised everybody. So I don't know. I guess I will disagree saying that they were handed a team, but. Uh, Man, did they ever uh, take advantage of some teams by uh, um, acquiring two players and draft picks and stuff like that to, so they could protect certain players? I know with Winnipeg, what did they didn't they get a first round pick from Winnipeg so that Winnipeg could only only had to give up Chris Thorburn? Was it something like that? Yeah, like it can also protect uh, Enstrom. Yeah, yeah, that was it to protect Enstrom. And I mean, looking back, I mean Enstrom was only with the team for one more year. I think they. Went to the didn't yeah they met Vegas in the Western Conference Finals that year yes and then yeah. Flurry was done and and Flurry stood on his head after Game One yes that's right so yeah Vegas they were they were smart and I don't think anybody really thought uh, they would have taken advantage of so many teams the way that they did so credit to them uh, but uh, yeah they've definitely done it but. The dirty, greasy way, but it's all been fair. So, uh, yeah, you look at Columbus. How how long have they been? They have if they've been good in the last twenty years or twenty three years or however long it's been. It hasn't been for very long, hey. Eh? No, they had like uh, Rick Nash there. Yeah, and then he was there for a while. Then he got eventually like eight. Yeah, and ago. even Minnesota. And even Minnesota, like, they've had some good teams. And, I mean, now look at them this year. They just beat the Jets 4-2 yesterday, I believe. Uh, but, really, their history is not that rich either. They've had good average, like, playoff teams and stuff like that. But they've never really been able to get over the hump either. So. No. so Yeah. And Atlanta was kind of in the same boat, I thought, for uh, the 11 years or whatever they were in the league. They kind of they had Kovalchuk and Heatley and – Remember when they grabbed Keith Kachuk in 2008 and then uh, they had him for the playoff run against the Rangers. They lost. And then uh, Kachuk went and signed in St. Louis again in the offseason. So, and I think he cost them two first-round picks. So uh, some mismanagement there. But uh, back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, uh, it could work in a city like that. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, yeah. so you think... In expansion, we just uh, Houston's probably at the top. Kansas City's probably there. Mm-hmm. Like Houston, probably get it before Kansas. Uh, do you yeah. think the GTA will get a second franchise? I don't know. I think that they could definitely sustain a franchise, but I think that. Uh... I don't know if Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment would allow something like that, right? I don't. I don't think so. Um, 
Would I like to see it? It doesn't really. I think it'd be kind of cool for Canada to have like a to have an, a new expansion team to rally around and form a rivalry with, say, Toronto or Ottawa. Like especially with Ottawa getting good again right now. Um, I just I think that the NHL doesn't want. I don't want to say they don't want any more teams in the northeast corner, but I think they want to grow the game in markets where um, hockey's not so traditional, and that's kind of what. Bettman's done over the last 30 years but hey who knows Bettman's not going to be the commissioner for I can imagine much longer uh just due to his age I think he's like getting close to 70 if he's not 70 already so who knows with the new commissioner in the league and they might have some different ideas and how to grow the game and uh maybe Canada would get some love but uh, it doesn't really seem like they're on the top of the list I I feel like we're lucky that we got the Jets when we did um, like I think yeah. uh, Batman's kind of handcuffed on that, so like, I mean, he had no yeah, and, uh, yeah. And ownership here for years did absolutely everything right. Yeah. As far as running an AHL, they ran an AHL team like a pro team, like the Manitoba Moose were the class of the AHL for years, and they still. I mean, I you could probably argue that that they're still a very well run uh, team. So ownership did a did a heck of a job to get the team. Uh, back here to Winnipeg. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have anything similar to like, like that in Quebec, but you know, I, I would hope so. And I can imagine that there would be interest to bring a team to a place like Quebec or the GTA, like Kitchener, Waterloo area, something like that. And, uh, do you think, uh, Quebec and ownership in Quebec should, Look at at what how True North ran the Moose and got get a spotlight on them and move up. Like yeah, in. I don't know. I don't know if they have to get a. I don't know if they have to get an AHL team. I know they have. A, do they not have like a seventeen thousand seat arena in Quebec? So I think yeah. The, they they the have like they have a yeah. team in like with uh, the Q. I believe. Yes. Yeah, the Ramparts play out of there. Yeah. And yeah, so that's the thing that it, it's a junior team, yeah. But it's like at the same time, I think it'd be more spotlight if they get like a AHL or, or in there to make it boost yeah. up their resume, I guess. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I've, I I don't know if they've hosted the World Juniors in the last handful of years. I don't think they, it's been to Quebec City. I'm trying to recall. I know it's been to Halifax a few times. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a mystery as to why it hasn't, uh, why they haven't. Maybe they have given Quebec a serious look. Uh, but it always seems to be a bit of an afterthought. But, I mean, look at what look at what Seattle paid to get into the league. It was like... I don't know. I can't remember if it was double what Vegas had to pay, but it was a considerable amount more than what Vegas had to pay to get in the league. So it's getting harder and harder, I think, for smaller markets. Quebec's not the smallest market, but, I mean, let's be honest. It's not Seattle. It's not Vegas. It's definitely not Houston. Those are all massive U.S. markets. So, um, yeah, I don't don't know. I'd I'd love to see a team in Quebec again, but... uh, I don't see it happening anytime soon unless uh, – and it sounds like they've done what they – the NHL's done what they've had to do to keep 
the Coyotes there, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing, they're committed to it, committed to making that work. And it's kind of a unique market itself. Phoenix is a big city, so uh, I can see why they want to stay there. But uh, it definitely doesn't seem right. No. Uh, I think it's long overdue now to move them. And mm-hmm. Batman's that's Batman's little baby and mm-hmm. so they don't want to yeah I don't know why he thinks it will work like, I don't know it's just a, it's just a neat it's a neat I mean I, I've been there went to the arena when it was the Gila River arena and uh, might have been called something else at the time and uh, yeah no I thought it was a I thought it was a great spot it's a huge city right yeah so yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a neat place, a natural natural rival for Vegas as well. Um, so I mean, if the ownership played their cards right and they had a little bit more success, I mean, maybe it'll take Connor Bedard. Maybe that's what it'll take to turn that franchise around. They got a good shot at him this year. It's not a guarantee, but um, if things don't work out there for whatever reason, they're already in the Central Division, so that's an easy spot for Houston to just slide right in. Yes. Yeah. And uh, out of Connor Bernard's sweepstakes, who would you like to see him go to? Huh, great question. Well, after watching him this weekend in Regina, I went and checked out a couple games there with a friend, a uh, friend of the show, Timmy Timothy Hikeway. Um That's a pretty special player. He put up nine points in the two games we were there. Uh, he beat the Winnipeg Ice single-handedly, in my in my opinion, and then did the same thing the next night against the Red Deer Rebels. So, uh, special player, and he's going to turn around whatever franchise gets him. I know Chicago's bottomed out, Columbus is bottomed out, uh, Phoenix is there, or Arizona, sorry, is there. I'm trying to think of uh, off the top of my head. I think Montreal has a good shot. Uh, the Ducks and the Sharks. Those are two uh, two franchises that have actually been pretty successful over the last, let's say, 20 years, with, uh, short of the Sharks winning a cup. Uh, um, I know the Ducks won a cup. Uh, I know we won't we won't talk about that one on this show. No, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I were to guess. I I feel like they'd want like Chicago. It's I hate being like, oh, it's all about the TV market and stuff like that. But you know, the NHL wants him in a place like Chicago or Montreal. Like that's that's what I think. I do. I believe it's fixed. No, but I don't think they want him in Columbus. I don't think they want him in Anaheim or San Jose or anything like that. Vancouver is. I think he's from Vancouver. Yeah. So that could be a that would be a I think a natural fit and probably a dream come true for him. But. Uh, I have this feeling he's going to be going to Chicago or San Jose. That's kind of what I that those are my two best guesses. Like out besides TV market kind of thing, I think he will uh be suited for a team like Montreal with all the players there like Suzuki and Caulfield and Caulfield. So I think it'd be easier from like to just, ease into the NHL with that team. Yeah, as a fit. I actually, yeah. you know what, uh, speaking of that, uh, Columbus has Goudreau in line A. And so to have a kid come in who's off his offensive talents 
they're off the charts from what I can see. So to have a kid come in like that, passing the puck to Patrick Laine or receiving passes from Johnny Gaudreau, uh, look out. Like either they wouldn't be good right away, but they sure would be fun to watch and they'd be great. Uh, I think they'd be great pros to help uh, ease him into the NHL, just like you're talking about Montreal with Caulfield and uh, uh, who else they got there? Kirby Doc and uh, the player they just drafted there, that's Slakowski, right? So yeah, um, I think that's a really good fit like you're talking about. But uh, hey, maybe he'll be the one to save the Coyotes. Who knows? Yes, they've, uh, never really, they've never really drafted well, right? Like, no. So, so, um, you were in a band, and uh, there's next week AEW's coming to town. Yes, sir. And Chris Jericho, hometown boy, good old St. James guy, uh, he has his own song, uh, Judas, yeah, as his theme song, and yeah. fans. Sing along to it. Yeah. Would you be singing along with Judas? You know what? I don't know all the words, uh, admittedly, but uh, I definitely know a good chunk of them. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'll, I'd definitely be singing for sure. That would be, I, you know, you watch it on AEW Dynamite every week and when he comes out and even though he's kind of, uh, he kind of plays the heel right now, like he's not really... You know, well liked by the audience, even though he's. Uh, I think I think he's well respected, but uh, as as the heel, he still gets the whole crowd singing his song every time he comes out. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely, I'll be singing it, and he's gonna get one heck of a reaction along with Kenny Omega when the show comes to next week. Yes, uh, we probably talk to this um, if they play it right. They have. Canny face Jericho here. If they play it right, if they do it, who would you side with, Jericho or Omega, if they have a match? Uh, well, I would side with Jericho because I'm definitely not siding with Transcona. I'm mm. siding with St. James. Yes. All right, I'll go full heel if I need to. It doesn't yeah. matter. Transcona sucks. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Uh, but uh, no, my, but my DJ's Pizza Ambassador... Chris Jericho, uh, I'd be with him all the way. So, yeah, no, there's so, my answer. Would you take a pink flamingo and throw it at Kenny Omega? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> I'd tell him to uh I'd tell him to take a hike to East End Arena or um whatever else there's in Transco. I'm not sure I don't visit there very often, but uh you know what he can stay in his half of the city. We don't want him over here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love uh, I love talking sports. This is actually a great interview. I enjoyed talking to some expansion stuff and uh, some things that uh, you might not uh, hear anywhere else. Right? I mean, yes. Yeah. And uh, you guys just gonna break the walls down. Break the walls down, Y2J, baby. You just made the list. Yes. That's yes, uh, the list of uh, Y2J. Yeah. And the Ayatollah of rock and roll. And uh, he can name all, like, 4,001 moves or whatever. 
Oh yeah, that was Dean Malenko, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's something like that. He, yeah. He, he did. Uh, he was on. That's back in the WCW. WCW. And, uh, yeah, the man of what was he? The man of a thousand, thousand holes or ten thousand holes or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. And, and he, he had the big list. Yeah, big yeah. list. He's going down. I was like, oh. yeah. All right. Move one. Armbar. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. That was good. This interview was too sweet. Too sweet. Is that it? I can't remember how to do it. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Right on, buddy. All right. If you're not down with that, I got two words for you. (laughs) Drive safely? Yes. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Front Row Podcast. Download the show on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Contact us on Twitter or Instagram at Podcast Front Row and join in the conversation. Catch us next time on the Front Row Podcast.